Long time no see. Or, yeah, whatever, you know what I mean. I can't believe it's been two months since our last release. I was fortunate enough to have an incredibly busy start to the year in our beautiful film industry, and I cannot wait to share some of those cool things I got to do when they finally come out. But I'm also glad to be back to creating some hopefully epic content for all of those who find their way to the South African film industry podcast, The Safi Pod. As I'm recording this intro, we in South Africa are at home on day one of 21 days of official lockdown due to the coronavirus. That's why I now have more time to force all my creative friends to sit down and chat with me on Skype, obviously. <laughs> I think that it is now even more important in times like these to focus on the positives. Yes, remain informed and prepared for the practical and financial implications, but also take the time to sit back and remember the magic that has been created and will continue to be created when this all finally blows over. The only things that are truly in your control are your thoughts and how you choose to act. The rest, unfortunately, you can do nothing about. So I hope you'll join me in this time being a little kinder while the world is in chaos. Who knows? If you discover my podcast months or even years from now, you'll hopefully be past it, wondering how we ever all coped being stuck at home and away from our creative passions for so long, let alone without income. Hopefully, this was one of those ways people pass time, and what better person to spend the next hour with than the beautiful Kim Robinson. In her, I found a kindred spirit who just wants to bring attention to how amazing our South African film industry is. She started her career as an actress, having studied theatre and acting most of her young life. And after a series of unfortunate and maybe yet fortunate events, she found herself as an assistant on a set and quickly moved her way up the ladder to production manager. This led her to a new opportunity of training to be continuity and script supervisor on a TV show, and she hasn't looked back since. We chat about what the job actually means and the levels of skill, preparation, and legendary multitasking are required to be good at what she does. We also chat about her own passion project, a beautiful hardcover coffee table book called A World Behind the Camera. It is a photography book that also breaks down and explains each department in the film industry, showcasing the best South Africans on the floor, highlighting their importance on set, with quotes and interviews from the people that make the magic happen. I got a sneak peek and I am telling you it is beautiful, informative, everything a film nerd like me could ever want. And guess what? It's available for pre-order on her website, aworldbehindthecamera.com. Do yourself a favor and follow Kim on all of the socials right now. On Instagram, you can find her on at KimWild1. That's K-I-M-W-I-L-D-1. You can also see her personal photography page on Instagram and Facebook at KimWildPhotography and keep up with the progress of her book on Instagram at A World Behind the Camera and on Facebook at The Film Book. Don't worry, I'll add all of these links into the description for this episode. So for now, just sit back and enjoy this beautiful slice of positivity with maybe one of my favorite crazy set stories so far. I'm joined today by the beautiful Kim Robinson, or Kim Wild, depends on you find her on, on Instagram or social media. Kim, say hello. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today. It's been an awesome 
couple of weeks of us trying to get schedules together, but I'm so happy that we're finally sitting next to each other. So the first question I always ask everyone on the Safi Pod is, what is it that you do in the South African film industry? So I'm a script supervisor, also known as continuity. What does that actually mean? It's so interesting you ask, because uh, <laughs> funny enough, years ago, um, people used to ask you, what do you do? And you say continuity, and then they go, what's that? And yeah. now you can see how far people, the audiences have come, because yes. they actually, if you say continuity, they go, oh, I saw this movie, and yeah. this guy had this tie on, and then in the yep. next scene he had I that, and I'm Starbucks like, cup in the oh corner. my oh, word, no. <laughs> they're watching us. <laughs> they're so judging. basically, continuity, I see, is the, the backup for all the departments. Mm. Um, we are also... We sit next to the director and hold space there in terms of um, the lines, the dialogue, taking any notes that he wants for, for specific takes, if he likes something. So okay. we take all the notes for the editor. So when, when they're put, piecing all the bits and pieces together from the different locations and different scenes or the coverage on one particular scene, yeah. they're able to find, okay, this is the director's favorite or don't use the second half of this, but the first half you really like the reaction, anything like that. So you're offering him that um, support. And then on a technical basis, we also work very closely with the DOP mm-hmm. um, and the director when they're blocking a scene just to make sure that they don't cross the line. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows the line. The one- <laughs> 180 degrees, don't cross the guys. If you spot it in a screen, it looks weird. But also, it's it's also evolved as well, which yeah. is quite exciting because in the old days, it was very like, you know, yeah. this is the line and you don't cross the line Ever. and it's got to be like that. And nowadays, it, it, it changes and it, and, it, and it can cross. You know, there's there's certain rules mm. that, you know, in a conversation, unless you, if you're not moving the camera, you don't, you're not going to put the camera on the other side because it looks people people are talking to yeah, each it's other. Yeah, very jarring. With it's weird. One's talking to the other one's back, back yeah. of the head if you're cutting it together. So those are the simple kind of rules, but it, it really has changed because camera movement, you know, yeah. cameras are moving a lot more. And I feel like it's it's really also progressed since, believe it or not, The Matrix. No way. I saw a, a change in the way people looked at movies yeah. from The Matrix times. Suddenly, people, audiences were more alert to what they were seeing on the screen before they were being led yeah. And Matrix made them stop and ask questions. So suddenly About now how they the were. Camera is working. Yeah, and suddenly now they're looking at mo- movies in a different way. And obviously from there it's just gone and progressed yeah. crazy. There's so much technological advancement yeah. in. It's one of those things if someone goes script supervisor and you kind of think, oh, it's just the person who's got the script making sure the lines kind of stick in the right place. But there's so much more involved in just understanding how the movie is shot. And I think. I'd probably say the script supervisor is the, the one person next to the director who actually sees the bigger picture. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people know, you know, you, you know your scene, your actor, you know your character and stuff, but the director knows all the moving parts. And I think yeah. so does the script supervisor because you've, yeah. you've got to help put it all together at the end. Well, I think the main, the, it's the, for me, one of the fun parts is we, you get given a script and then we first break it, break it down. So we take the whole script and each scene we break down and you kind of go through it with a fine tooth comb to see if there's anything that's out of place. Yeah. You know, it might be a date and then it says that this, the person's 14, but according to five years ago, they actually yeah. should be 16. You know, it's, it's just funny little things like that that might have slipped through the cracks. So yeah. we first do that. We also do a rough timing because no one knows how long the script's going to be. It's it's the rule of thumb that is yeah, a page a minute. Page a minute, yeah, 120 um, pages to our movie. Then. Exactly. So, mm. but like, look at a scene. Uh, the army marched over the hill. 
Yeah. One eighth of a page. You, Ten you, seconds. Uh, I don't think 10 so. Ten minutes dramatic. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so it is relative to the scenes. And, and obviously with your experience and as you go on, yeah. you learn how to kind of guesstimate time for a scene, especially like with action, for example, yeah. you know, how fast that is. And then you have a conversation with the director to see what his pace is for the movie. You know, he might be wanting to go at a really slow, languid kind of mm. style of shooting and that's what he wants to create. And if you time it on a fast timing, then he's out, he's going, but, and you go, you know, you, you're running under. And he's like, no, but I'm going to play it longer or whatever. Or you're running over. Yeah. So, you know, because sometimes, you know, if you work closely with the director and he, he knows you and you've worked with him before and he knows your timing yeah. and he knows you're accurate on it, he will perhaps even cut stuff before you get started going, oh, wow, we're like so over. Maybe we yeah, need to cut some. Yeah. So if you're not on your game, there's a chance that you cut something and then when it comes to shooting, actually you're <laughs> under and then you're sweating doing the process. Yeah. But mostly, you know, it's just a guide. Yeah. It's, it's completely a guide and, and, you know, like I say, as you get, you have more experience, yeah. you, you kind of know more about it. And so it's working with the director on that. And then you're also working with, with the actors and holding storyline for them because you know mm. yourself that yeah. sometimes when shooting out of order, you can get lost in, lost yeah. in it all, you know. So, for example, I was working on a, um, a military production where a woman was, you know, um, in, in a scene, um, well, in all of the scenes, and basically she starts coming into this new platoon and she doesn't know the guys and it's this awkwardness about her being a woman in the squad and it was very interesting because she, you know, the, the, with the guys in reality, had this real great banter with them. They all hung out because yeah. they were all from They've overseas. Been training together and for they a while. were like, you yeah. know, they were having a duel. And we were shooting one of the beginning scenes kind of later on in the movie. And, mm -hmm. you know, she had this familiarity with them and everything else. And we rehearsed the scene. And then I went to the director and I was like, just, just a quick one. You are aware that she's being quite. Yeah familiar this is she's supposed to still be kind of aloof really with them and well, yeah. and he was like oh my gosh good catch because everybody was so in the scene yeah that that slipped by and then she came afterwards and she was like oh thank you oh, so yeah. much for that just i just didn't even yeah. you know be, and the scene was working it wasn't like it wasn't working no. but it was just that one Little second detail. so it's those kind of things that we catch and and try to hold space and make sure that those things don't fall through the cracks that is so that is such a cool that's such a cool job actually that's <laughs> freaking amazing how did you Get into that. How did that become Oh my your god, job? that's a crazy story. Start at the beginning. Start at the wow. beginning. Wow. So, so, movies were a thing. No, I, I, st I studied to be an actress. Yeah. Where did you study? I was a, I used to do elocution lessons from the age of six. Yeah. Uh, private elocution lessons I did at Stedford's and I basically studied I drama. I, I was uh, qualified to be a drama teacher if I wanted to do that. Nice. Just from doing, I, I think I did nine ten exams with yeah. um, bar one honors so I had gone that course I then went across to do a year at varsity drama mm -hmm. but I was bored because I knew everything and I was kind of because I'd yeah. been already doing that it had been my life I mean I studied drama at yeah. high school mm. and I had outside you know training with a drama teacher yeah. and I was doing stage and I was doing stage and then you go things first year drama school and they go we're gonna do Bowels. Yeah, and you're like, and you're, no, I've, <laughs> you know, I've, was, I've done my first year of drama so four times now. So. Exactly. So yeah, I no. kind of decided I'm going to leave it and, and and go out into the big world and see how it how, how it is. Yeah. And if I need to, to then, then maybe I'll come back in and yeah. see if or I need to study further. Workshops, you know. 
to yeah, find your own and labels. so I, I started, and unfortunately, I didn't have a great um, entry into it because Ugh. it was back in the day. Of course. Quite a long no, time ago, you know. What are you, what are you talking about? Well, you know. <laughs> but a yesterday. Little, a little bit of, like, <laughs> the old school of casting couch uh, ideas, God which was, no. um, yeah, so yeah. as a young, like... 20-year-old, yeah. bright-eyed and bushy table that was like, you know, well. I was quite green and like, what? I don't understand. No, that's not how I want yeah. to do this. I am talented. Like, I am an actress. Exactly. You can't audition me like this. So I Good. kind of twice in a row had those experiences um, and was okay. told each time, reassured by the, the people. That, and I didn't even really have an agent. You know, I was doing a bit of modeling at the time as well. So I kind of... Mm found roles and stuff and then I did get a role on a little feature film <laughs> as this uh, gangster's girlfriend on and she was quite nice. a mouthy <laughs> chick on a boat um which I quite liked um and I got cast had the part it's all good to go and then uh just before like a week before they were about to shoot they came to me and said oh so you know, we, we lost one of our other stars and um, we were a bit concerned because we have now a medium player and oh. we've decided to, just to help with, you know, buttons in the seats, we're going to go with the singer uh, as the <laughs> as the gangster's girlfriend because, you know, she's kind of a little bit more known. And Basically that time of, like, she has more Instagram followers than you. Well, <laughs> yeah, but there wasn't Instagram then, but yes, but it was that. It was, was that, like, it was but what do you mean? Historical version of. I have friends and family that follow me. They all but, come to see um, the movie. Damn. Evidently, they didn't count. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was quite politics um, in the industry. Is fun. You know, I was quite devastated by it. And a mm. friend of mine at the time, he was a, a an AD and kind of a producer, and he said to me, "Well, I tell you what, why don't you come on this movie anyway, as um, kind of assisting me in the AD department and learn the ropes from there, because yeah. then you can." You know, when you do get to work in front of the cameras, you'll know all the bits no, and pieces. You can watch so. that role that you could have had mm. from the other side. And, and I was how like, you would "Totally do it better." Yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> she was awful. <laughs> of course, you always would have been better. <laughs> I would have been better. Hell yeah, she was okay. I would have yeah. been so good. <laughs> Got um, so I did that, and I was literally the dogs body on yep. set yep. and went home many a night in tears yes. uh, from a certain sound man who used to make my life miserable um, because I was you know it was like back in the day mm. come to the back of the group's truck yeah hey so how's your coffee skills you know it was all of that kind of um, thank god for thing. some evolution in the industry in that way <laughs> well, just some, some. <laughs> it's a bit better well at least now we, we I can tell him exactly where to shove his his opinion true. and not worry about losing my job Ex anymore. exactly so. <laughs> so was it yeah it was a tough one but it was a great learning experience mm. i mean i i did i did the board no <laughs> it, was, it was a weird thing i actually still have the board it was a wooden board no i kid you not That's it was so wood cool. we did get a, a a perspex one but it, it started off being a wooden one. one which was like hilarious i was like ah oh, slam oh shit sorry <laughs> second clap i think that's what you say yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Best way I, to learn, I kind man. of I kind of did that, and um, I got my revenge because we did go yes. to um, sea in the third week, <laughs> and being a ship's captain's daughter, oh, I had nice. sea legs, and everybody that was green and vomiting like, over the side, oh, I was running your, around going, "Would you like, Woo! Would oh, you like that coffee now? Mm, mm, what mm -hmm. can I get you? Oh, toasted sandwiches? Oh, are you sure? <laughs> yes, so. I approve of that revenge. <laughs> <laughs> it was sweet. I have to be honest enjoy what you can <laughs> so i uh basically then started in production started doing little bits and pieces in production oh cool 
and then worked my way up and I became a production manager and I got this job, I was doing, I was PMing a job in Durban, this was a small children's TV series awesome. and the producer on it um, had me, like he was basically on set directing as well, so I was doing everything else in the office and then the one day, like third day of the shoot, the continuity lady arrives back in the office from Johannesburg saying, um, I'm like, what are you doing here? She's like, no, the DOP fired me. I go to set. I'm like, you can't yeah. fire her. Yeah. I, I, where am I supposed to get a replacement? He said, just bring me a student, a tech student, whatever. I'll train them up. Um, and this was Alvain Kumpst. Oh, was a, Yeah. And I went, I went back to the office and I was fuming. I was like, how am I going to pull this out? And I don't know where I'm going to find somebody. And I can't just bring it down. I'm so over production. I'm so over this kind of job. I'm just yeah. like, wait a it's minute. It's a sign. Continuity. That sounds... Find someone random and I'll train great. them. Great. Hmm. So I basically went back to the set and I said, right, I'll, you train me. And he's like, but you're the production manager. I said, okay. I'll do both. Yeah. So I was getting up like three o'clock in the morning, <gasps> production office, oh, going, setting up all the stuff that I needed to do for the day. I had an amazing coordinator. I mean, it was a really small shoot, so it wasn't yeah. like a Not super massive hectic, thing. So crazy. it wasn't too crazy. And I was, you know, still the day of signing checks. I'd sign all the checks and then I'd go off to set and be trained by the DOP what a line was um, what coverage was and basically learned the technical side from, yeah. from him. And because he was training me, he took great lengths to make sure to that I understood make it. Sure it was understood and explained. And mm. Yeah. And it just went, you know, and then I, I was always going to be like, Oh, maybe I'll get, and I think I did some, a small part on some series that I did. The, the director was like, didn't you used to? I'm like, yeah, why? And he's like, don't, can't you do, we don't, the actress hasn't showed up, showed up for the reception job. It. I'm like, <laughs> what? In front of the whole no he was like yes <laughs> it'll be fine of course i never lived it down then. no oh god no, i can imagine yeah yep but yeah then it just stuck and yeah multiple <laughs> years down the line yeah. here i am here you are going strong yeah. one thing i'd be interested in is is it's actually from what i'm gathering the fact that you have that acting background and that acting training and the like being a drama school teacher training as well must be really helpful in the script supervising sect as well because you need to work with actors you need to understand when you can jump in and give them a line read or if they're like super in the moment and maybe that's not the best time or like how how has that acting history helped you in in the job you do today i think it, it definitely had an impact because you know once and we all know it doesn't matter what actor from what background whether they are uh, super famous or just coming in everybody's like kind of has that insecurity and oh, needs yeah. kind of just uh, someone that's in their corner. So I always work to try and have a good relationship with actors and be the support that they need because I'm aware of, you know, as all script supervisors actually are, but um, aware of what they need. And then mm. there have been times, um, especially when I, I worked in Bulgaria for two two years. I was oh, doing cool. movies. I was coming <laughs> backwards and forwards doing movies in Bulgaria. And, um, you know, a lot of the cast were from the States and yeah. obviously not in their comfort zone and I wasn't in my comfort zone. So we were all kind of banded together. And there was often times where I was able to hone that skill by running lines with them yeah. and just being that support and going, oh, you know, don't forget this thing. And so it, it really did, you, you feel the sensitivity of what an actor mm. needs and, and you can help be reassuring not in a, a fake yes no it was a good take yeah great you go like, like no, oh I really like what you did with this or this yeah. and you know can you really, the moment yes you can actually go like it was really it just it really got me yeah. and be 
the honest about it as opposed to just going, oh, let me just blow some smoke up their yeah. ass because they need some... Because they look worried, yeah. so many things feel better. Yeah. And then you're that perfect uh, tie between the technical side and that and the, the creative side, knowing what a DOP needs, knowing what a director needs technically and being able mm. to kind of bridge that gap between an actor's emotional trauma and a director's need to get a shot in a specific lighting sequence. Yeah, look, it's, you know, it is always tricky as well because it is that fine line as well. Because, you know, like we've said, it is still a male-dominated industry. Mm -hmm. And so, especially in the beginning, it was really hard because, you know, you come at a DOP, for example, to tell him technically, like, he's crossed the line. You Mm. can't just, like any other job, just go, this is what it is. You have to kind of tiptoe around it because there is a certain amount of ego involved and you definitely can't um, communicate that in front of the rest of his team of people because that's a respect thing. So you kind of have to find your time and then just check in and then, and you know, make sure that the director's aware if the DOP decides not to go with that, your advice on the line, that you make sure the director's aware, just FYI. You know, you can't get attached to those. You just go, that's what it is. And then they do with the information what they will. And in terms of working with the actors, often, you know, things are fast and furious and it's expected of actors to just roll with it because that's their job. They've been paid a lot of money. Come in, hit your marks, hit hit your light, say your lines, move along. So sometimes because of the speed of uh, the way we make movies these days, there isn't that kind of sensitivity and holding. It often comes from the supporting departments like the makeup and the wardrobe. Mm. Um, and and continuity. I would assume that in the prep phase is where you figure out how one approaches the director. You know, it's it's you you're gonna kind of set that set the tone of of how to deal with the specific players on a set. Well, each one each one needs to be approached differently and completely. approached in a way. So that kind of the prep time is your your gauge of. Well, it isn't, it isn't. Because Mm. if you think about prep, and this is one of the wonders of filmmaking for me, is that, Mm. you know, we all come to, you're interviewed, you get the job, you've met the director once, so, you know, not many industries get continually um, interviewed. You know, you're constantly having to go in and hopefully... Every job interview, every week. And hopefully have the people in your corner that want you to be on their set, and then put their CV, your CV forward and then you're meeting the director and it's up to him to make a call at the end of the day who he feels most comfortable sitting next to. Um, but then you get the script and that's the only thing that ties us all together <laughs> and then off you go. Yeah. So I'll often work from home because if you look at a production office, there's just so much going on and to have that focus yeah. of like doing the timing and sometimes, you know, timing, especially if you're an actress, <laughs> you're flinging yourself around the room yes. and going, ah, and losing <laughs> inflections and like, you know, you're chasing the, the dialogue and, yeah. and then there's an explosion, bah, and, you know, you're doing all the actions and stuff like that. So, <laughs> not something you want to watch. do. <laughs> you walk through a script and <laughs> we're like, let's go. <laughs> So it's quite entertaining, and I don't think production would appreciate it. So it's often you're working, working at home for most of the time, and you, you're doing the timings, and then you're trying to find anything that doesn't work. Yeah. And then you would maybe try to speak to the AD about getting a meeting with the director. So you'll have that one meeting where you have, okay, he's got half an hour, and then you've got your questions, and you're like, in and this scene, da, 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 and he's like, what? What scene? Where? <laughs> when are you, what are you talking about? And so you have to be very clear and very specific. I just yeah. want to check with you. Are you happy with the fact that this, or how are you doing this, so that you get all that information? Any other questions you may have for makeup or wardrobe, so that you can understand, in this scene, this happens, are you doing wardrobe changes? Are yeah. you, is you know, like, oh, stunts, what's happening with this? You know, um, and you kind of, 
key in and communicate with all the departments so that in your breakdown, you can put all that information in. So when you're shooting, it's yeah. not a question of like, oh my goodness, what scene is this? You look at your breakdown and that's the, the Bible, yeah. which you also then give out to all the departments, like especially art department, they really like to work with it, like the props guys, because okay. then it's a backup with all the props that are in the each scene. But with that, that's the only thing, only time you really have time with the director. It's not like you... You might you might be going to a, a, onto a location, Ricky, if you have the time, if your breakdown is. But it's him and all the HODs, and exactly. you, you don't have him to yourself. Yeah, which where you're then operating obviously on an observation level, where you yeah. see how how he works, how it how he works, how you know if he gets irritated with small questions, and <laughs> and then you know sometimes like directors like to address everything to themselves, like they want everything to come through them. So oh, okay. if makeup goes oh, this, you know, um, she wants to change her lip color. The director wants to know about that, you know. Oh and, and, mm-hmm. and and other directors might go, I don't, just, if there's something important, yeah. let me know. Yeah. And then you kind of field all of that according to the knowledge and information that you have from the director. So it's not your guesswork. <laughs> if I can't answer a question from one of the departments, then it goes back to the director. Yeah. You're like, sorry, makeup's trying yeah, to find this out where. something I can't, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's that kind of... So you don't really have that time to, to develop the relationship. The relationship begins more on day one of the shoot. Yeah. And it's always that cagey first day. Everybody's looking for real yeah. estate <laughs> and, like, trying to find their place, you know. And, you know, the director's also, you've got to get, even though he's done maybe a thousand yep. movies or whatever he's also like it's his first himself. day every he's, day he's possibly an international yeah. and he's never worked with all of these people he doesn't mm. know what the results he might be nervous about one or two people that he hasn't worked with um, yeah. that haven't got his vision yet you know the dop and him might not be in sync there's so many things and then he's got to also operate all confident and make the actors feel yeah completely because they're as well. Yeah. Also, got that, themselves, like, not sure about the lines, yeah, the choices exactly. they've made in their research. Yeah. So it's it's that kind of <laughs> fine day of like shift, travel around oh, each other and go, oh, are we all going to be okay? And you're finding your, your, your place. And so it's very yeah. much a sort of stand back, feel it out, you know, w- move with him, make sure that he knows that you're there. But but yeah. also just to see because sometimes they're like oh I want to just rehearse with my my actors and sometimes that mm-hmm. that means he wants a quiet moment with them without and if you have built the relationship over the few meetings yeah. then you sit in on it but on the side just making sure that if he and 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 it's that backup for the director again yeah. so if the director says okay but you know when you were in that other scene because what I want to do with you there is I want you to be very kind of stoic. I don't want you to give anything away. Mm. Then I would make a note for myself, no just worries, as a reminder yeah, yeah. for when he is doing that scene. If, say, like there's so much going on, yeah. then I can just be that backup and go, sorry, I, you remember that one meeting you just, and that one rehearsal you mentioned that you wanted them to be quite stoic. Because so, it connects those yeah, two things. Yeah, he might have yeah. changed his mind and go, yeah, 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 no, I've changed that. And, and cool. But at least you, yeah. you, you have that information. So it's that, you know, that you're there to, to hold that space as well. That's so fascinating. I love it. I could talk to you about your job all day. But the one thing I do want to move on to as well is your most recent, I say recent, but sometime running passion project, which is a world behind the camera photography book. Tell me about where did this come from? Because you are also a passionate photographer and now you're creating this awesome book about what we do for a living. So please, where did it come from? Well, as you know, the job uh, of continuity um, is about also documenting for reference, continuity reference, um, costumes yeah. and props and wardrobe. So one of the tools of the continuity um, department is uh, some form of camera. Yeah. And started off with Polaroids. Oh, my gosh. I want to go 
I did used to draw some pictures. <laughs> I have to say there were stick figures there involved stick at figures one point. Always. But they're not in the book. Um, <laughs> oh, <true>. <laughs> um, and <laughs> then went on Polaroid and then it went to film camera and then eventually now we're on the digital yeah. world. So it afforded me the position on set and because of my passion, just like while crew were going about, I'd be in the center of everything and I just started documenting just because yeah. I love taking photographs and you it was all two these for people. continuity and then you stop and go... That's a good photo. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Actor still standing there. Did you want the profile? Oh, yes. Oh, so oh, you. <laughs> yeah, of course. It wasn't as bad. I no. promise. <laughs> Never neglected the actors. Never. But um, yeah, so then I ended up with this massive library and about five and a half years ago, if not a little bit longer, or, yeah, it was longer. It was probably six years ago. I had this idea. I was like, oh, I should do something with these photographs. Why don't I do a book, like a book of photographs? Yeah. And then I was like, eh. Mm. Yeah, that would date. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a silly idea to have a book of <laughs> photographs, you know. Who's going to want to, you know, they look at it and nah. Random nah. behind the scenes. And then I went, oh, oh, but what if we do, what if I do something else and, and document each department and explain what the departments are? And then I had this, you know, that, that little thing that comes on your shoulder and goes, who no. the hell do you think you are to do yes. something like that? You <laughs> talk like, to someone who creates a podcast a... about the South African film <laughs> industry. Yeah, exactly. Who are you to talk about this? So all of exactly. that came up. So I very gently put the project under the bed and went, no. yeah, nobody. No, I'm no. nobody. I'm just going to put that away. <laughs> and then it kind of sat with me and it kept like tip, tapping me on the shoulder. And eventually I was like, well, who am I not to? Because nobody else is doing it. No. So the exciting thing about it is, according to my research, there is no project like this. There isn't another book in the world that um, actually deals with every department in the film industry, yeah. giving it a sm uh, like an understanding of what each and a personalized uh, department does. Understanding. I mean, every every department probably has an obscure textbook, but then it's either like specifically cinematography or, or just specifically technical. Exactly. And this is like a. a from what I'm gathering, a combination of the technicalities behind the department, but also the personalities that are in the department. So a good mix of well, I think the, the personalities come through more in the photographs because mm. you're seeing, you know, and I've tried to make it the photographs very neutral to what production, because you know we are bound by contracts in terms of not um, yep. showing story, you know, f uh, films and stuff. And I also have, you know, where the, the makeup artists are working on a certain actor. So I've got hold of the actors that I've worked okay, with. Hence that good relationship that you have with them to say, hey, yes. <laughs> hey, do you mind if I use this picture? Hey. And I, I mean, I even had um, the other day uh, Bear Grylls. No I had worked with him on a commercial and I got hold of him and I was like, so I'd love to use these photographs of you. And Don't I sent work. them, I sent them in, I sent them to him and I got this very kind of, yeah, you can use the sound one, but not the makeup one. I was like, okay. Cool. That's all and um, yeah, so so it, it's so basically I then started um, also interview. Well, firstly, I asked crew, would you like to write something for the book huh, about huh. what you do? And crew were like, yeah, sure. sure. No. A couple of months later, still nothing. Uh, hey, about that write-up. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's because it. it's easier to say you want to do something. Oh, yeah. But when you start to talk about what you do, mm -hmm. it's for a lot of people, it's like, well, I'm, I'm a the, the. Yes. And it's a one, one line. Yes. And then it's like, what else do you want from me? But for a person that doesn't know what that is, no. I mean, the most um, asked question I ever get when I say I'm in the film industry is, what is a gaffer? Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. it's a strange Best name boy. and it's like, what yeah. what is that? So I started to, obviously I have a lot of general knowledge, having to work um, yeah, pivotally with most of the departments, you exactly. know, from, from continuity point of view, I really have an understanding of what their intrinsic yes. role is. But I also started to then 
interview them. So I would be also mm-hmm. that weird person that would like jump yes. out and go, hey, do you mind if I just give you a quick interview? Like, they're like, oh, <gasps> and they'd like look for an escape and there nope. wouldn't be any. And You've got to, I've like, learned anything. It. You have to corner them <laughs> and convince them that their job is interesting. I have a hundred percent contacted a lot of people and gone, can I please interview about your thing? And they're like, I'm a nobody or I have nothing. I'm not interesting to talk to. And I'm like, we just had a two hour conversation at lunch about hilarious film anecdotes. So I think I could, think I could squeeze a, a, an hour you know, yeah, exactly. interview out of you, I promise. They're like, oh yeah, okay, maybe. Well, it was like that. It was like basically trying to get, you know, some of the interviews were like, eh. But um, <laughs> I managed to get it. And so from that, what I did is from the, the people that did eventually write and the interviews I did, I also pulled quotes. So awesome. each chapter, and I'm calling it scenes because we're going with the whole film no, thing. A um, theme. Yeah, so it's like, you know, scene one is the director. It's a short awesome. scene. Because mm-hmm. I feel like directors get a lot of credit. Oh, yeah. So and everybody kind of knows what a director all of their biographies. does. Yeah. Yes. Everyone knows what a director does. Yeah. So it is but it is in there because they are the leader yeah. of the, the pack kind of thing in terms of yeah. um, you know, sharing their vision and for us to follow them. And that a lot of people probably just think he stands in a chair and yells at people to do things where there is mm-hmm. a bit more to exactly. being and a director. I, and, and I got some a, some a beautiful set. quotes from directors awesome. which are really insightful into their, their role and how yeah. each of them sees it in a different way. And then I, I pulled quotes from the different departments and basically, so it's, a, it's a, a photographic coffee table book on the South African film industry, but I've also made it very internationally toned Okay. because I would like to, my, my, one of my stages, once I've launched here, I also want to launch in Berlin, the UK and the States because oh, like I said, it's a one of a kind. There yeah. isn't a book like that. And no. I kind of off the back of this have to leapfrog quite quickly because obviously once a concept is out and somebody gets it and I think mm, you know a lot of, kind yeah, of production a lot of production companies um, did come get behind it for a little bit of support awesome. to get their names in the book and um, to help me get some money towards the printing um, which I'm still not there yet but we're almost soon, soon. The print, no no the print I'm, I'm ready to print I'm just not yes. there with the full printing budget yet but I'm, yes. I'm getting there because that's the other thing is about raising the money to do this because yeah. You know, to print in South Africa is a very expensive thing, mm. so I couldn't do it here, and I'm now printing overseas. No way. Um, yeah, it was 170,000 rand more expensive to print in South Africa. Holy cow. Yeah. I've learned a lot about book yeah. making because I'm also self-publishing. Yeah. So, yeah, I then pulled quotes, and each chapter is, is 70% uh, photographic and 30% text. And it gives a concise understanding of what that department is and the roles. And it also breaks down um, each, uh, how many, uh, the people under that department. So it's AD, oh, then it's the first AD, the second AD, the third yes. AD, for example. The guy that goes and ex- receives the Oscar has 50 people that are yeah. also technically getting that award for exactly. their work. And it's it's got the quotes with, with, with that. And then I've also come up with this amazing thing. Yes. A family tree. Ooh. Yeah. And it's quite a tricky one because it's also never been done before. Yeah. And, of course, it's an organic thing on any job. The family tree is not set in stone. You know, no. it moves slightly. And also depending on what country you're working with. You know, you could, be, if you look at something like like the States, they might go, that department goes here or that yes. goes under there. Because, you know, in the old days, for example, um, the makeup and the hair department used to go under the art department. Yeah. They were part of that. Nowadays, they're very much 
unto themselves. You know, yes. they, they run, they have conversations with our department. It is linked. They're all in communication as we all are in, on a film they're set. More but they're more than independent before. than they used to be. So that had to be shown on the family tree. Yeah. And ultimately, on the website, the family tree will also then become interactive at a later stage. So you can click on it and then hopefully I will then be able to gather all the contacts for if somebody wanted to join the industry, where would I go to be in costume? And then you yeah. can click on costume and you can find out a little bit about it and then you can find out film schools or who would train you for costume that would be so amazing just just having that information available i think so many people i mean myself included you kind of go i want to do that like i said i want to be an actor how do you do that and the first thing i did was look at programs of musicals and see where they studied so i could go study musical theater and then i was like oh, i'm going to do stunts uh, how do you find out who does you know, you get that one person with the one number and you sit down with the one interview and be like, I'd like to do this. And then the one chance and, and having a, a place to access that information so that they can get started and find a place to at least create the network or get a little bit of the, the technical understanding of the job. Yeah. Such a cool well it's been it's been quite a process just to get it to this yeah. place like the family tree no, that, that's moved huge... and changed it's, a, it's an amazing design it yeah. really is is quite beautiful and and graphically um exciting and, and that'll be an online it... so like an online website access yeah for... well i've got a website up and running at the moment for the family we're... tree well, for the film book. Yes, film and book does um, that will also end up with the family tree eventually, oh, nice. and that will grow. And you know, then it's also about getting the book out there. Yes, because I think it's got such potential for, you know, firstly, the reason I did this book mm -hmm. is it's a tribute to the South African yeah. film crew because they're very much the un unsung heroes. You know, hundred percent. Um, DOPs will get recognition, directors will get recognition, but nobody gives recognition to. The support people, you know, yeah. the ones there, the, the craft guy that's like, yes. you know, you get on set and he goes, hey, coffee, two sugars, yes. this. I, I mean, how do you, do you, like, I haven't worked with you in two years and you still know how to do my coffee. Exactly. I mean, you know, that guy needs some credit. Yeah. So basically it is an idea that, that it's showing that there are all these people that actually, and also for somebody wanting to join the industry. If you ask a youngster coming out of film school, what do you want to do? Most of them are like direct, yep. DOP. Yeah, I make movies. It's like, well, okay, you know, cool. between direct and DOP, there is an immense amount of crew that yes. are doing many other yeah. roles. You know, did you know that you could be someone that paints on set, a scenic painter? Yeah. Oh, wow, that yeah. could be interesting. Exactly. So the idea is to broaden the industry and show that there are so many roles available yes. and, you know, putting, getting, giving people that excitement to, to, to decide on something else yeah. as and opposed to And there was a directing. job that is designed for you you didn't even know existed. There you have that it. That is... That I love, that yeah. idea of like you like I think a lot of people nowadays stunts is, is is popular because I think people are learning more about it and things, but like fifteen years ago you ask someone what a stuntman is, they're like, What? You know, so you you don't really know mm. that the job was a job. You just assumed there was action on a screen. And the same as that prosthetics and the specific makeup guys, like not just makeup but special effects makeup and those mm. little like you say, scenic painters, like you need artistry, you need carpenters, you need exactly. builders. Mm -hmm. There's and our industry yeah. has, you know, progressed so much. And, and I mean, if you, you talk stunts, mm. like back in the day, there were so many <laughs> stuntmen there that I remember them getting injured. And, yeah. you know, they Cowboys. would be... 
Oh yeah, like cowboys. are you good for another take? Yeah, 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 sure, hold on. And they've like, you know, they've dislocated a shoulder, yeah. whatever. No, no, I've got another one in me, and you know, they'll limp onto the set <laughs> with a dislocated. And now they've become these kind of like fine-tuned athletes, yeah. athletes that mm. are uh, honing their trade and being able to be a master yeah. of so many things: sword fighting yeah. and, and you know, horse riding and parkour and, and, parkour and yeah, yeah, and all insane. of those things. So now they they just like taken it to a whole other level and I think the yeah. industry is like that that you know people are coming in and honing their their trade and being the best that they can possibly be yeah. which also puts us on, on the ranks of yes. like a high standard internationally exactly. because you know also when I started it was like you know people were like why don't you why don't you work more overseas to get like you know experience yeah. in that and it was like well get higher grade experience you're like Here's the thing. I live here and I get to work with all these countries that come here. So we are flexible as opposed to being very rigid in how we do things. You know, we'll work with Brits and they like to work in a specific way. And we're like, okay, we can do that. And we, you know, flex ourselves over to that side. And then, you know, the Americans will come and they want to work in a different way. And, you know, suddenly you're working with Germans or whatever whatever yeah. culture we we are able to adapt to what their Very needs are so. because there is a obviously an international way of doing things that yeah. uh, that it goes across the globe but each country has their little a style you know little... specifics that they like to work by and, and so we've developed and we're known for that yeah because so many so many different countries kind of come here to do a bit of a low budget here a bit of thing and and slowly but surely bigger budgets are coming this in this direction bigger production companies are starting to to reach into into the South African inter- industry. I mean, there's a lot of talk of big companies doing little scouting missions to see if they can set up an office in South Africa, an office in Cape Town, to hopefully expand our industry as it is. So it's very exciting growth within mm. our industry that I think is definitely indicative of the quality that our local crews and performers are able to to give because they're not flying in whole crews they're flying in a director and three actors mm. or a DOP and a director and then everything else is South African on that yeah on look that set. again a couple of years back they would bring in a lot of their own crew yeah. you know like, like the whole head of department would exactly be, would be international they would bring them in even you know the DOP was you know uh, might be a little bit nervous about what he was going to find here mm. so he would bring his camera operator. Yes. Nowadays, you know, it's your DOP and your director and everybody else they, they're using here. You yeah. know, it's very... Sometimes you get some internationals oh, yeah. coming in because maybe they've worked together as a team for yeah, many years teams, and, yeah. and there is that kind of energy. But other than that, you know, the, the caliber of what we have to offer is quite high and it is known internationally. So yeah. people are happy to come in and just use yeah. what, what, what there is. Yeah, we've set a, we've set a standard. We've and set we, our standard. Set a standard and we can only onwards and upwards. Onwards exactly. And, upwards. and that's what the, the family tree is going to hopefully also do is pull more people in, yeah. help them to find where they want to go, and then pointedly learn get into where they can train for that yeah. so that is they can enter into the industry with knowledge and training yeah. from that specific as opposed to coming in, which is the standard, and that is coming in as a PA, yeah. finding where, which department you actually want to be in, and then yeah. shadowing, learning from that. But actually to come on set and be a little bit more set savvy yeah. and have a little bit of the skills, even though you'll still start at the bottom of that department, is essential. And even with that family tree idea, you kind of say, I want to be head of that department. You can backtrack that, that family tree and see, okay, what's the, what's the entry-level job that will best set me up for that pathway? Mm. So if I'm a PA, but if I'm 
a PA for that specific department environment, a little an assistant or a runner for a, that specific department, which will eventually lead me up to AD, to director, to cinematographer, that kind of thing. Yeah. So it gives them a bit of a guidance in an industry where there is no set path. Well, it that's gives exactly you, it. It gives you just a bit of a, an idea and then it'll go random and figure itself out eventually. And yeah, and I think, you know, that's the, the whole thing that people don't really get about the industry is that there's a certain amount of training that you can do to get into oh, yeah. any department, but ultimately the training you get is the onset stuff. Yes. And we are moving at such speed now with, you know, the advancement of the technology that we're working on. If you think about, yeah. when I think about it, you're sitting next to a film camera, there was moments in between, mm-hmm. it somehow you rehearsed more because film was expensive. Yes. So there was more rehearsal time until everybody was ready. Like you would rehearse that the focus puller was going to get that shot of the actor running towards the camera at mm-hmm. 100 like miles an hour. And everything was going to be in sync. And then it was like, okay, now we're going to roll. And in that time, you had to prep everything. You had time to prep mm. everything and be ready to just watch the action of what was going on. Nowadays, it's like often heard on a film set. Film the rehearsal. Let's shoot the rehearsal. Then I'm like, then it's, it's not, not a rehearsal. rehearsal. <laughs> oh, that's the best meme everywhere. It's not a rehearsal. <laughs> and, and, and that's that's kind of a tricky one because you haven't had time to, yeah. to even see what the shot is. And the shots are also more yeah, organic than they ever used to be. and everyone's just winging it and they're like, mm, okay, Yeah, and, then, and it's like, okay, that was terrible. Let's let's yeah. do another take. Well, of course book, it was terrible yeah. because it was supposed to be a rehearsal. And the poor focus builder is like, <laughs> I have no idea who you wanted me to focus on. Who's but talking? that's also the most amazing thing. If you even look at that, those departments, how yeah. how they are just their it's skill so sets slick. are oh, becoming gosh. like amazing. Mm. You know, before they used to really like work by eye. Now yeah. they've got these like incredible monitors because they have to see. You know, the DOP might be shooting yeah. one thing and then go, "Oh, that looks nice," and then suddenly, yes. you know, and the focus pan like, over, and it. then the focus pull is like, "Oh, we're on him." Okay. Yes, got it. You yeah. know, and they so, oh, it's so everything cool. is 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 fast and and moving so quickly. So when people come into a film set, yes, it's a nice idea that oh, you're going to get full time training, but it is it it is uh, yeah. baptism by fire. Yes. You literally get onto that set, and I've seen after students <laughs> with these massive eyes going, Shame. "Oh." my god what god, the hell is going get, on here and no. they just don't even know how to get into it it's like you know mm. when something's spinning like like the skipping rope yeah. when you're trying to get in on the skipping rope and you're like no 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 no, no, no. It's, it's a bit like that it's like do I, do I do I do I okay go like and somebody's got to just shove them yeah. in to get no, them in, exactly. the, in the spin of it and that's what i've always said is anyone who asks any kind of advice is i'll always suggest is do a random lowly job even if it is like be an extra or be a pa that just fetches coffee just that you can kind of sit in a corner with no real pressure of responsibilities and watch what's going on and watch how people talk to each other and how the communication happens and who does what on a set where if you go in and you're like i'm the assistant to the first cameraman and then that's just pressure and then you're like but i did all these studies and i thought i'd be okay and you're like no 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 guy you need to just observe observe for a couple of days it always feels like stage stage one is is yeah understand set etiquette, etiquette and and the the speed of it and and see how it all rolls mm. and just be useful like you know and yeah. i think that's yeah it is that just be that's a shadow the first first place to start is yeah. to just check it out and 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 have that feeling and understanding 100%. yeah i think my first kind of days on set was generally figuring out where i'm allowed to be because you you, you don't want to step foot on some other department or or like get in the way of someone but you want to be helpful so it's 
rather be super lowly you'll so be, that you don't get in someone's you'll way. You'll be very quickly barked at, which yes. is not how, you're, how not you fun. want to be um, no. <laughs> introduced to on a full set. Somebody will be like, get off my boxes. Oh, like, sorry. I'm so sorry, I'm never going to work again. They've forgotten by the end of yeah, the day. Yeah, they're like, fine. sorry, you, you sit with them at lunch and they're like, so what is your name? You're like, I'm the same person you barked at earlier. They're like, yeah, uh, really? no, no. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> so true. <laughs> but um, I have random questions that i like to ask everybody oh my god yay don't worry they're super fun and super easy first one is nice and easy is advice for anyone interested in doing what you do i think the best way to go about it is first to read up as much as you can about continuity from any of the books so that you have an understanding of what the whole role is um I've had in the past people come and say, oh, I want to train to be continuity. And I go, okay, what does that mean to you? What does exactly. a continuity person do? And then they go, oh, you sit next to the director and you feed the actor's lines. Yep. And I go, okay, let me tell you. And then I proceed to <laughs> explain you, it uh, with their yeah, eyes getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I say, yeah, I tell you what, before you decide on that, you go off and have sleep on it. And then give me a call if you're still interested. Um, don't often hear back from those ones, wow. really. Um, but somebody that kind of really understands it and comes in, uh, the only way to to really tra- understand and do continuity is by training with another continuity person. Awesome. So you assist them and you train. Because you, 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 you there, is no, there is no finite course on continuity i think there is in the states but not in south africa you know they oh, even no. in the film schools they kind of touch on it there's no, nothing like so oh a, i wanted to be a script understanding supervisor. of exactly. what is required of a continuity or script supervisor but no how do you actually do yeah. those those boxes and i think for many years i also was quite like insecure when i started because i was like like the line i understood it to a degree and I knew yeah. what I was doing but then you know it would just take a DOP to say no I'm going to be like da, 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 and then I'd be like okay what he said he's got more experience cool. than me yeah so it does come with experience yes. so, you know you cannot explain every line cross or every way that the line can be used yeah. that comes from just doing it and being on and, set and, and understanding your basics and seeing when it doesn't work and, and, and yeah. yeah and you can only learn that from a script supervisor and asking questions so knowing when yeah. to ask and when to stay back and and you know working through how to multitask because multitasking yes. is a is a big one for us you know we we've, we've got to do the notes we've mm. got to be observant and and watch everything as well as be listening you know at any one time you're doing four four different no, things so to teach somebody that that is something that you can only learn by doing yes and so when you're training with the continuity everybody has their own methods it's it's yeah. a good way to kind of go okay today you're just doing these notes and then they're like, oh, I'll never be able to do everything if these notes are so complicated. <laughs> and you say, no, you will. And then you add and you add and you add. Yeah. And you teach them how to grow their multitasking skills. And it's, you know, until they're ready and they feel more confident in, yeah. you'll send them off on a second unit, for example, and say, okay, they're going to do this shot like this. What, me alone? No, no. Yeah, you got this. Shame. You know, so then they'll go off and they, they go and do that. And they come back with these big eyes. And like, oh, it's so cool. Like, <laughs> like, and I said go, something without being prompted and yeah. people listened to me yeah. and they were agreed. Oh, you go, oh, look, they're so, they're so gleeful <laughs> early days. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, I'd say that's that's yeah. the best way to go about it. Awesome. Uh, second question. What do you think are the biggest misconceptions about your job? You know, at any one time, you know, people, I think this is a misconception in the industry as a whole. Yeah. And that's what I'm also hoping that yes. this book does. It does give shine light into each other's departments. Because even though we may think we know each other's departments, oh, we yeah. don't always, you know. And everybody is is solely focused on their role. 
So everybody else's role is secondary to theirs, yeah. which is which normal is t- because that's we, how we it do. is. You know, mine is yeah. the priority and then you come somewhere over there. Yeah. So, for example, when you need stuff from other departments, so, so one of the departments that we work very closely with is camera and the loaders. Mm. And those relationships can be quite tough because the loaders, <laughs> like I've been known to be quite hard on loaders. <laughs> But only with the training. Once we yeah. have a relationship, then it's kind of easy. Then they know, like, come in. If they see that I'm busy and I've got that mad fanatic look in my eyes because I'm juggling about 12 balls at the time, yeah. they know to go away and come back later. Yeah, you know, time. and that's only built with, with um, working with them. Yeah. So I think the misconception is that we always we try to keep calm, but sometimes it can be very stressful when, you, when you're trying to... To, especially with the technology and how fast we've got, you yeah. know, like how much you have to I came from from yeah. doing it on paper. So you know, you writing yeah. on paper, you can watch something. And now we are we're on computers and yeah. we've got like these programs that we work with, which you you familiarize yourself and you get very okay with. But it's still a lot of input and a yeah. lot of information. So even though it's supposed to be quicker and easier which it is if you can keep up with it, yeah. you know, when you've got multiple cameras and you're trying to keep track of everything and like type in all this information and, and you're trying to put all these things together, it can be quite a, a thing and you're still trying to be calm, whereas inside you sometimes going, ah, <laughs> what am you I know? doing? And then, of course, you you know, you haven't gone to the bathroom in the last no. seven, eight hours and Life. you're just dying because the truck is like, you know, you can't on another no. location. No. So <laughs> I think the misconception would be, if I had to answer that, is that it's simpler than it sometimes looks yes and you know any continuity well (laughs) i mean i think most continuity just do take it on the chin and they're very they're very professional and you know you won't hear them complaining because that's part of the job it's what we do it's what you sign up for and you know you just try to be as professional and supportive as possible yeah but there's just a lot more going on underneath than a lot of people think is going on (laughs) um so then what do you think is the biggest misconception about the south african film industry Wow, that's a tough one. I don't know if there's any misconceptions. I think from which side is it? Are you talking from internationally or, or from... There's the combination of international people who don't understand our industry and people who are not ah. in the industry well, who don't understand what we do. What, which is what, what I can say is, is that often, often uh, this has been coming up a lot for me of recent because, you know, as South Africans, we really know our mix. We mm. know that we're this rainbow nation of a variety of cultures. Yeah. And culture comes into it in a massive way, you know. I was on a job recently where the VT operator, I was doing a in a, a separate studio, and we were working with not a top-end VT operator, but a trained-up VT operator, yeah. person of color. And he was doing a great job. Yeah. I thought he had it all waxed. And the person that was needing certain things from him and was asking for him was very kind of barking sharp, need this, do this, mm. no, not like that. And he wasn't able to vocalize clearly what he was doing while he was trying to fix what this person was asking of him. As a result, he ended up being asked to leave the job and very early on the thing. My, the way I looked at it was like, oh, I was like, wow, you know, if he had been somebody that um, culturally is more comfortable speaking Mm. that language and being able to, he would have said, just give me a minute. I'm just trying to, to fix that. But it's not in his culture to be that outspoken. Yeah. So he wasn't offered the gap to be able to vocalize what he was thinking because he yeah. wasn't also able to do that. So yeah. sometimes, you know, that cultural gap does come in and yeah. we are all familiar with each other and offer that to each other and are able to accept when something, you know, like, what yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. Speak Hold up, man. Or, I mean, this. Yeah. But sometimes internationally, you know, the, the, the keys are on that level but mm. maybe some of the others aren't. And so when they, they ask certain things and they're not able yeah. to produce, it's like, 
what's going on? Yeah. Like, why are they so substandard? And they're not and they're substandard not. They, at all. Yeah, they're 100% It's just job. struggling for the confidence to be mm. that forthright in, in communicating what's going on. Yeah. So I think that's, that is something that is not always taken into account. Yeah. Um, and we sometimes maybe take for granted. Oh, 100%. What have you seen as the biggest change in our industry since you started up until, say, now? I think just the the technology and how, how fast it's got, you know. It, it really is, you know, you're working. The budgets seem to sometimes, depending on obviously the size of, of the job, yeah. they sometimes try to crush the, the budgets, which makes it, a few days to shoot mm-hmm. so you've got more to shoot so the pressure's on mm-hmm. to to perform as my mate uh, used to always say we they put up a call sheet and we shoot it down <laughs> and it's it's very much like that you know we get given the scorecard and it's like, like okay you've got these 12 scenes to mm. shoot today and you're like say what now and it's like oh it's only 14 pages and right. you know there's like a lot of dialogue which means a lot of coverage yeah. and and you're still expected to bring it in so you arrive at work and you hit the ground running mm. and that that has definitely i've seen the advancement in that and how the, the speed and yeah. the the um, efficiency has to be way up there's no room for kind of error or or uh, oops we forgot to do that you know you you, yeah. you just can't and and that pressure goes down the line and everybody just deals with it but it is an internalized pressure throughout yeah. that you know we're operating a lot faster you know sometimes you're still finishing your input on notes and they've moved and you're literally the last but you're like what oh the uh, yeah. director's calling for you they're doing a rehearsal coming <laughs> and you you know you, you you're chasing after them so you know trying to keep up because at the end of the day you know you want to be able to send off your notes as you wrap and like have a read through for the next day and then carry on yeah not sit at the end of the day is trying to work out what, what notes you, you need yeah. to still um, put put in. Yeah. So I think that's, for me, one of the things that I've observed. Yeah. And that's probably definitely helped evolve all the departments because they've had to keep up with that pace. So every department's ability has improved and, and, and sped up as they've yeah. had to keep up with what technology is allowing them to do. So their proficiency has gotten... Well, exactly. I mean, like if you just think about, we've got this these programs on set now that the VT can then um, transfer information to the some of the departments, so they can do it on their phone. Yeah, they sit on their phone watching. And they playback. can they can it's be amazing. doing screen grabs on their phone, mm. and it's vital. I mean, you know, we we our, our standby departments like you know costume, yeah. makeup. Never mind the keys of it. I'm yeah. talking just the standbys on set, the makeup, yeah. costume, props are some of the finest in the world, you know, like when I get onto a set and I see some of the faces, I'm like, oh, oh yay, that person's on set. And then I know that I don't even have to look in their direction because they're so on, on, on their, their game and they're so sharp and they just, they've got it so covered. Awesome. And the technology has definitely helped in those regards, you know, oh, yeah. that they can be able to be standing over there and be still yeah. seeing and not have to all crowd around one tiny monitor to try and see what's going on. And they can do some screen grabs so that they have references for themselves as well. What has been your favorite place in South Africa to have worked? Favorite location? I think um, the West Coast always has um, a very kind of, it was one of the first jobs I did when I came to Cape Town. Awesome. Um, I did a TV series called Mulanders, and we shot on an island, Malchas, which is off um, Saldana. Oh, and there was nothing there. I mean, we had to take bunk beds and everything. And as a result, we moved around um, the West Coast, and it it just really still brings such a warm feeling inside to you know like Paternoster is one of my favorite yeah. places it's just uh, the west coast is just incredible and it's, it's still got that roughness to it so whenever yeah. I go back there I'm always having have a, have a <laughs> ah, 
<laughs> and I mean, but that's the thing about South Africa, you know, when you yeah, when right. you sh when you see it and you understand the the location quality that we have you can go from an exotic beach location to mountains to wine yeah. fields to desert what is it that you want within We've an hour got it <laughs> maybe We've got it months. for you so i think that's that's a real uh, yeah. win for south africa and that's what i've also tried to create in the book mm. i've um put locations names so that people can identify oh wow like what is this place with with the beach and yeah. big mountains behind it well you technically know? So, that place exists right here yeah, yeah. No, that's so cool. Is there anyone that you look up to in our industry or within your department? Look, there's, there's loads, loads of people that have um, been inspiring over the years. It's just hard to, hard to, you know, kind of lay it down to one person yeah. or thing. I think film crew in itself, they inspire me every day. You know, yeah. like I get on a set and, you know, if you're having a stressful day or something like that, it's just always such a beautiful connection to have these people that are doing what they do and then they have the time to be kind and you know, make sure you're doing okay or yeah. offer to help if they, if you need be. And I think that inspires me because it, it means that we, we're not just these technical um, individuals with, with nothing. We're connected and we're, we're family. And, you know, looking at, at some of the people that have, have really pushed themselves above and beyond and worked their way and, and, and kept trying to be, those are the people that, that inspire me. Yeah. You know, they keep pushing to be the best at what they can can be and that's you know having done if you look at some of the roles people have started in i've started with people yes. that were a loader yeah they're now a dop even so I, even i'm in the I've same seen that role. And i've only been here now in cape town four and a half years and i remember spotting it literally was one of the loaders in dominion it was my first job because i reckon because he had, had this very specific look and then like a month ago, I was on a job and he was the uh, second camera. Um, oh, was he operator? Camera operator. Oh, camera, camera operator. operator. Okay. That was it. Yeah. yeah, he was camera operator for the for the whole scene. Mm. I was like, huh? Yeah. Let's see that evolution. And yeah. He was just a lackey in my first job, and now he's running, running that system. It's. But that's exactly so it. Cool and I mean, I that. I also remember working on this um, this series. Was it? Yeah, it was a series ages ago. It didn't it didn't get a second season, but it was quite a phenomenal season. And I remember we had these two film school guys come in uh, from after. I think they were from after, and they were just we had these long cables at that time to connect the camera to the VT, and it was just um, we were shooting up in uh, Tevatus Cliff, and there were rocks everywhere. And their job solely was to make sure these cables connected to the camera, and they oh, would have wow. to run the cables. And I would just watch them sometimes, and they'd be tripping over each other, and they were so green, and everybody else was just running on thing. And um, last year I got to work with one of them and he was the DOP on the shoot. And I Holy was like, Hang on he was like, I remember you. <laughs> like you would think we were the, we were the cable guys. I'm like, no, no way. way. And yeah, you are. And it was like, yes. that was just yesterday. But I'm like, no, it wasn't. No, yeah, that, that And then is... it hits me how long I've actually been doing this. <laughs> and then I, I kindly pick up my walker and you know, <laughs> yeah. limp away, away going, okay, yes, I'm still doing continuity. I'll see you later. Love it. <laughs> No, that is so, that is one of the best things to watch. I just love that evolution. Yeah, it is a family. It is that is what it is, and it's cool to see. It's cool to see your family succeed and be awesome. Yeah, because I mean, you know, the jobs can be tough, and the jobs come and go. And mm. the South African film crew themselves are so connected to one another. They are su such a family, and I'm I always marvel when you haven't seen somebody for like five, six years, and they sit down and you go, "Hey, how's it going?" They go, "Oh." So got a divorced, but yeah. remarried, yeah. had a kid. Yeah. Like, it's what? not like, oh, fine. 
and thanks you. It's there's no yeah. hesitation that you sit down and yeah. you pick up where you We're were family again, yeah. from before. It's like yeah. and this and this and this happened. No way, oh, that's cool. insane. Yeah, like, happy for, yeah. So it's that kind of and when you've done time on a film set because it is yeah. like doing time. You, know, yeah. you, do, you are spending more time with these people yes. than anybody than your else. Yeah. It, you, with your friends or your family mm. or anybody, you you live, breathe, and, and you all understand what's going on. So yeah. if the job is particularly like hectic, the locations are hard and the hours are long, the people that are in the ranks with you are the ones that get it. Yeah. So when you go, oh, and then you all go oh, together, yeah. and then you're like, okay, let's get it's on it. with this. Let's we get all, this day done. Because we want to make a movie. We want to make something cool. And, and the most beautiful the same, thing. Same end goal. I, I remember sitting next to a director once on a job, and he was like, you South Africans and I was like what does that what mean what does that mean <laughs> and he goes he says you just hug each other all the time yes. he says like so you come to set and then you've just seen each other the, like a few hours before and you hug goodbye and now you <laughs> hug each other good morning and I'm like yeah I'm and, so glad that and, that's the thing you noticed. And, yeah. and Truce Bob, like a couple of weeks into it, there he was, yep. hugging crew and all in the whole spirit <laughs> of it. So we're infectious. I love it. Nothing beats a good hug. I had a casting the other day where I just had to hug someone. And I was like, this is the best casting ever. Just had to hug someone. I was like, I'm in. <laughs> Do you have a favorite production or movie that you've worked on? There are there are a few good ones, and I think it it, it is um, very much dependent on the the director that you work with, oh, yeah. because obviously that's an essential relationship. But I did work on a Vikings movie mm. called Northman, um, and the director was just this amazing energy, and he was just incredible to work with, and he also he li- he liked to to engage with what he was doing and like say so if you had ideas he was open to them awesome. so you worked as a team rather than just but he was so he knew everything it wasn't mm. like he needed guidance but he was always open yeah. and then there was also another um, series that I worked on um, with the, with the director and that was probably one of my favorite jobs Argyll too because oh, awesome. the director was just this fabulous energized man who had this great sense of humor and you know, he would go and work closely with the actors and he'd come and he'd bounce back and he'd go, safety, safe, safe space, space, safe space, and he'd come <laughs> and sit back again. And the um, AD was uh, from overseas as well and eventually the AD was like, you're the yin to my yang because, oh. like, we would check each other and we just had such a nice yeah. um, communal relationship. Like, he always made sure that information flowed and it was just this team of that we all had respect for each other. I mean, you usually have that on a, a yeah. set, but this these particularly rang rang support, strong more of for a me. Support system you yeah, because yeah. we we just had fun together, and it Clicked. just made the job so much more fun. You know, you yeah. went home at the end of the day, and we're like, wow, and then what the next day. day you were like, ah, oh, I can't wait to go to work the next day. You know, That's the best, really. so those those ones, you know, there there are those movies again, but but those two really those went stand up. for me. Yeah. Awesome. So, what is your favorite part of your job? I think. My favorite part of the job is connecting with the crew and just, you know, um, watching the pieces of the puzzle come together. Because like yeah. I say, as a, as a script supervisor, we, and the, we start the movie by the breaking picture. it all down. Yeah. So we pull it all apart. We take away all the pieces and we go like disintect, um, <laughs> uh, what do you call it, uh, dissect it and yeah. find out any mistakes and stuff. And then as the shooting continues, all the little pieces start to come together and one of my favorite moments, and I actually document this in the book and in, in my introduction, Sneak my preview. favorite, favorite mm-hmm. thing is on the first day of the shoot, 
it's it's phenomenal to me that these people that haven't really come together by the odd meeting and yeah. all we've had is the script to guide us with the like I said the odd meeting with and the director and everything chain. else <laughs> yeah and and they pass down of information so you know heads of department will go and pass it on to their guys and so forth and so mm-hmm. on so that first day the camera is up running being checked standing on a set that's been dressed painted ready with all the the right props with an actor who's in the right costume with the right makeup maybe a bruise Mm -hmm. for a fight that we haven't even shot yet in the right place three months from now yeah and um everybody's standing by and they go we rehearse and then you go roll camera and action i'm like that's magic (gasps) puzzle just went that's magic Oh, I love it. Give me goosebumps just thinking about it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so conversely then, what is the hardest part of your job? Everything. Everything. <laughs> Getting up in the morning. No. Early mornings. Um, I, know, me. <laughs> I think I think it is just the, you know, the speed sometimes yeah. and, and keeping keeping abreast of everything because you know, you feel like I think it's also changed, it's evolved a little bit, like, you know, continuity were the finite like you were the the backstop for everything and nowadays because of the efficiency of everybody everybody knows that you know one person can't cover all that as much as you're trying there is a certain amount of like you know support coming from everybody going hey just just keep a check out um i noticed that that was not there on the last shot you know somebody come Mm. and offer whereas before you would feel like it was an affront on you that you weren't doing your job now it's like thanks for the support i'm so glad you 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 spotted that or like yeah actually i meant to take that out thank you so much so it's again it's it's working as as a team and and working with some of your favorite people um and the non-favorite is is that that speed and 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 i think when you like dying to go to the toilet and you start to lose your sense of humor like, and start to, to get a bit snappy and go like like you're grumpy and you can't go to people like well actually it's good my about to burst and like, i'm just grumpy now you know? and you're tired and yeah. and i think what also people don't realize is you know if you look at an office their uh, concentration level they work possibly a seven to eight hour day and their concentration within that if you're getting three hours productivity it's a lot in one day and that we're talking over the seven eight hours and as a script supervisor continuity person your concentration level needs to be on for the the entire time i did a a job just recently where it was fundamental um they didn't actually have the director they had a creative director and they asked me to keep track of everything and it was a 17 and a half hour day yeah. And we broke for lunch, but over lunch they've still had questions because we had so much that we were shooting. And I mean, I remember hitting at 16 hours, I remember hitting this moment where I blanked out completely and I was like, somebody asked know. me a question <laughs> and I was like, ah, da, 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 da. Uh, and then I was, and then I, I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm losing it. I'm just not, I'm not, not on top of this. You, and then oh, I, oh, like, I, I went like this. And then the guy that was asking me turned around and said, sorry i mean like i know just i'll give you two minutes i mean it's been 16 hours uh, today already and i was like oh that's Uh, why okay and i just had to take a breath and i had to just go okay okay we got this we're gonna we we're gonna the 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 end is near you can do this and so i think that That sometimes is that thing of like trying to stay um as sharp actively focusing hold it actively working and hold the pressure that you sometimes feel under with as much ease as possible which obviously no. 
for me personally, I don't always get right. So um, no one it's still work in, in progress right. for yeah. me. And I, I'm do, I don't think I'm always like the easiest person because it's uh, like, oh, the stress. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's, it's heavy loads and stuff. So it's, it can be overwhelming and it's just yeah. figuring it out and realizing that we are all infallible. And what? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm perfect. <laughs> infallible. I'm fallible. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Last random question. Uh, what is the craziest thing that you have ever seen or that has happened to you on a set? Ooh, <laughs> that you can talk about. <laughs> legally, I don't think I'm obliged to be able to mention the time that... Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, edit, like, cut, 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 cut. There are a whole lot of moments when you, you know, you, you're on set and, and things happen. It's, it's, I think, mainly with, with actors. But I think the craziest <laughs> thing that happened was, for me, that I still remember so clearly... Um, was working on a, a job in Bulgaria and the actor had an episode where they went a little bit loopy. Mm. So they were, uh, we were told that they were wandering around the hotel in a, in a nightgown with a candle, kind of looking for people in weird places and they were really behaving oddly and they'd come to set and she would just rock backwards oh, and forwards chanting stuff. And it was kind of this weird thing and we were all like, oh, what are we doing with this? What's going yeah. on? And so it was really hard because we had these scenes with her and it was in a train compartment and all the actors were supposed to be present and dealing with her was not just, That's she nuts. would, even if the director was, um, I think she'd be, you know, rocking backwards and forth going, me, mom, and me, mom, and me, mom, and me, mom. So it was quite a crazy time and we were all scratching our heads as what to do. So we, we had to come up with plans to work around her. Like yeah. at one stage we, we decided that we were going to write her out that she had gone to lie down in one of the compartments. So one of the actors says, no, she's lying down. So a lot of her lines then had to be, you know, taken out to the, yeah. exactly. And it was all that. And the craziest of that story <laughs> was she wasn't supposed to be on the set. Um, she was kind of then left in a hotel room while we tried to work around her. Yeah. And she arrived on the set and I was in one of the back train compartments where we'd set up the VT lounge and I was sitting there and she suddenly started rocking backwards and forwards and we were trying to have a conversation there was like four of the there was the director and the there was a whole there was a, a whole bunch of people trying to have this discussion yeah. about a very important stuff about the scene and she started doing this chanting and thing like this what? and I just I like I think because we were all under so much pressure I slammed my hand on the counter and like in that moment she looked up at me and she smiled and uh, I suddenly realized it was a whole, whole it was a ruse and thing. I was like blown away I was like did I actually just witness that Here, little and um eventually it was because she wanted to get out of the movie and she was contracted to it and she needed to get back to the states <laughs> so just, that we found out later on playing crazy and um yeah so I think that was one of the craziest That's things nuts. where you genius kind of, nuts also wow just really nuts <laughs> I think we were all just like flabbergasted and how do we deal with this i mean it's like you know it was working because you're oh, trying to write actor, her up this actor's sick what do we do how do yeah. we work around it but this actor's here but just playing She's just putting it on to try and get noodle. sent home early yeah wow. and you know you're in bulgaria <laughs> it's not like you like oh let's recast you know you've had her she was oh, no. working perfectly yeah um, and then suddenly she just lost the plot and we were like okay then on? so yeah that's nuts hilarious <laughs> and on that note because we're all crazy a little bit. That's all I have to ask you and to chat with you. And, like, I could have 
as I say before many times, long ass conversations <laughs> about our industry and what we do and what you do because your job is actually super fascinating. It was more than I even thought it was, honestly, and it's it's so cool to hear all those intricacies of what you do on a set and also exciting to hear about your book and it's coming out. I cannot wait. Is that got a date attached to it yet? Well, it's not going to depend on print. It goes to okay. the printers on Monday, um, cool. and then it's a. They tell me a month and a half to two month turnaround. Okay. Cool. To get it back here, so yeah, I'm planning a big launch for that. Um, I want to do a multimedia exhibition with it as well. Awesome. Um, there's also talk of an awards evening that I might be putting together. So keep your eyes open Exciting. for that. I will be sharing all of the things on the Saturday yeah. pod. Fear not. Yeah. Um, people can pre-order it right now. I think. Yeah, on the website. On the website, which yeah. is a uh, redan www.worldbehindthecamera.com But I will also put links. If people want to get hold of you on these social medias, we can... Instagram. Instagram. You have... A World Behind the Camera has its own Instagram profile as well as yourself, which is KimWild1 on Instagram. Yes. Last I checked. Yes. I want to see you. And then on Facebook, there's a page, The Film Book. Yes. The Film Book itself on Facebook. I will also add these links. And then... You have your own photography page, Kamal Photography, yeah. on Facebook as well. Yeah. If people want to check out what you do, yeah, when I'm not awesome shooting thing. film stuff, I shoot yeah. other stuff, yeah, other beautiful stuff, yeah. So those are the places they can find you and get hold of you. Yeah, um, that is all then. And I yeah. just want to say thank you to you for creating this uh, very exciting podcast Kindred world spirits of sharing the awesomeness. Yeah, I think of it's amazing because you are really uh, shining light into areas yes. that people don't often get an insight into. That's and, the cunning plan. And uh, <laughs> it's a great way for people that are coming into the industry yes. to learn about it and and decide whether they are continuity, scenic exactly. painter, makeup extraordinaire yeah. artist, or Actors, whatever they are. Stunt so, woman, men. Yeah. So thank you, Tony. Her. Thank you, Kim. This has been great. <laughs> and I will see you soon. Awesome. On set. Thanks. There you have it. I hope her positive approach and passion for our industry rubbed off on you just a little bit. Remember, you can follow her on Instagram at KimWild1. Check out her personal photography pages on Instagram and Facebook at KimWildPhotography. And seriously, keep up with her amazing photography film book by checking out the website, aworldbehindthecamera.com, or following it on Instagram at aworldbehindthecamera, and on Facebook at The Film Book. As we go into our three weeks of isolation, please remember to be kind. Practice a bit of empathy. We're all going a little crazy for our own reasons. To all my freelance friends, hang in there. Keep in touch and reach out to those around you if you need. To any of my listeners who are maybe more financially stable, maybe consider supporting a creative in some way. Support the industry that you are probably now turning to for support while stuck in isolation. Almost all of those people in the credits of that Netflix series you just watched is currently out of work with zero income until this finally blows over. Hopefully, we'll look back on this time and laugh at the crazy things we created, the stories we wrote, the art we made, and the new skills we inevitably picked up. Keep in touch with us on social media at The Safi Pod. And seriously, pop us an email for any reason at thesafipod at gmail.com. I have time and I would love to hear from all of you. You can also follow me personally at Tony Jean Erasmus on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Keep up with my isolation habits and keep me company while I perfect my juggling skills. Above all, stay safe, stay strong. 
And I'll see you on the other side when the work floods in because you know the world needs the arts. So I hope you all have a fantastic rest of your week and I will catch you next time on The Safi Pod. Thank you.